Hey, Jaywalkers. Glad to be back on the mic or uh, audio recording app on my phone. Uh, it's not as catchy, is it? Moving on. If you're new here, the worst way I can explain this show is that here we talk about Bruno. All that means is we don't avoid topics for being big, controversial, or taboo. In fact, big and controversial is kind of what I want, because there's always more to it than any of us usually use in our reasoning. Here we do nuance and we do respect. If you're not new here, I mean, I already did the explanation. What do you want? Today we're talking about the new infrastructure bill. I mean, it's it's not new, but the, the big infrastructure bill the Biden administration put out, Build Back Better. It's not necessarily controversial, but it's big. Like, a thousand pages, and I tried to read it for the episode. I really did. It wasn't happening. Um, so I read the Cliff's Notes version on the White House website, both will be linked in the notes. I suppose I should admit to one of the things that makes doing the research and note for this show difficult. I am dyslexic. Um, moderately, not necessarily severely, but it's been a bit of a stumbling block, and it's part of the reason I'm working on one episode a month until I can get to where I can put up a good episode consistently more often. Now, a quick definition in case anyone wasn't aware. Infrastructure is defined by Merriam-Webster as the fundamental facilities and systems serving a country, city, or area as transportation and communication systems, power plants, and schools, or the basic underlying framework or features of a system or organization. Now, without further ado, a word from the White House. Big expansion to universal and free pre-K to make it more accessible for all residents, as well as working to pump more money in into ensure the uh, services are quality. This is intended to give as close to equal start as possible to all the children in the country. Also makes an investment in other childcare in order to help ease the burden on working parents who need those services. Money for health and home care for the elderly and people with disabilities. This is aimed at making these services more affordable to those people, especially home care. Provides a $3,600 tax credit or cut per child per year. Uh, it's the biggest effort to combat climate change in U.S. history. The, there are included tax rebates for the middle class to shift towards green energy and plans to expand the green energy sector and build new turbines and such with American steel. Advances environmental justice through programs designed to bring 40% of the benefits of these environmental programs to disenfranchised or disadvantaged areas. Invest in coastal restoration, soil conservation, and forest management. Expands health care through making Medicare available to the 4 million Americans that fall in the insurance gap a year. Adding hearing services to Medicare reduces prescription drug costs and strengthens the Affordable Care Act, which should help reduce premiums for 9 million Americans. Other things the bill plans to achieve are investing in affordable housing, extends the earned income tax credit for up to 17 million lower-wage workers, expanding access to education through and beyond high school, promoting children's health through nutrition programs, investing in equity, safety, and fairness practices to strengthen the middle class, and investing in, in immigration reform. And there's a section for how they plan to pay for it, repealing the t- Trump administration's tax rebates, increasing taxes for those making more than 400000 a year, preventing corporations from paying zero tax and doing stock buybacks rather than investing in their company, taxes, tariffs, what have you, 
for offshoring and investing in enforcing existing tax law. Now, you'll notice I use intends, should, other words like that in my recounting of the White House's breakdown of the Build Back Better bill because it's what they want to get done. Um, that is the, the big overarching goal, whether it was going to pass or uh, how enforcement and such actually occurred. <laughs> um, but that's what they wanted. That was their wish list. Um, of course, as of the writing of this, it, there's a good chance it's actually dead in the water. Um, now, from our National Review opinion piece, Senator Manchin said he cannot find a good faith argument for supporting this bill, and that's a good thing. Um, progressives had entertained this fantasy that they had a mandate to enact New Deal magnitude changes with among the narrowest congressional majorities in history. Then the White House press secretary issued a statement accusing the senator of going back on his word about the bill. Now, whatever assurances the White House felt it had in regards to Senator Manchin's position, he's been rather vocal in the last year about not being able to support some of the things in that bill. These including allowing for taxpayer funding of abortion, starting new government programs when the current ones aren't funded properly, and pushing long-term programs as though they were only intended as short-term. The actual flip-flop here would be Manchin supporting the bill, which nearly three-quarters of West Virginians, who are his constituents, oppose. And just because he said no now doesn't mean he will oppose a redraft, so conservatives should take the victory with a grain of salt. On his willingness to continue with this bill, in the senator's own words, for five and a half months, I've worked diligently, as diligently as possible meeting with President Biden, Majority Leader Schumer, Speaker Pelosi, and my colleagues on every end of the political spectrum to determine the best path forward despite my serious reservations. I have made my concerns clear through public statements, op-eds, and private conversations. My concerns have only increased as the pandemic surges on, inflation rises, and geopolitical uncertainty increases around the world. Now, the piece ends by celebrating whatever the administration comes up with to replace this plan. Sorry, that whatever the administration comes up with to replace this plan will likely not be nearly so revolutionary and asserts that Republicans will win back congressional majorities in the midterms. And then the uh, rebuttal from political, uh, Politico, sorry, um, and going back to form, it's not actually a rebuttal, it's just a differing opinion. Uh, as the last payments went out and the child tax credit expired, the talks on the Build Back Better bill have stalled and delayed the expansion of the credit, uh, and the Senate approved a $778, uh, $778 billion military budget. It's about four times the annual expenditure of Build Back Better, but for some reason it's the infrastructure bill that needs to be cut to save money. Build Back Better could have called for $10 trillion over 10 years, uh, but through negotiation and hemming and hawing, that's been cut to under $2 trillion over 10 years. That cut was hearing and dental care for Medicare recipients, community college grants, and child care programs. It's for the largest peacetime budget in history. All of the scrutiny disappeared. The negotiations were closed door, 
and the bill passed hours after those doors opened. Just about no congressperson had time to read the bill for the budget before it passed. The budget puts more money towards a single contractor at $75 billion this year than Build Back Better put towards child care at $40 billion a year. There are several examples listed in the article, and this isn't the biggest of the discrepancy. Uh, we have to look at who benefits from either bill and how it affects the economic well-being of the citizens and residents of the U.S. The only way to build back better is from the bottom up. Alright, so this is just as fun as ex and exciting as I expected. Oh well. If infrastructure was sexy, we wouldn't need to fight over a bill like this. So, on to the memory. Uh, one of the first memes I want to talk about um, is one I saw that had a picture of President Biden saying, Biden proposes Build Back Better plan. Isn't that what communists in movies supervillains always say? And I'll admit, it is a savory title. It's kind of catchy. But a lot of these bills get these kinds of catchy titles or acronyms and... Every administration tries to implement an infrastructure agenda, even if that's just to let it all crumble. Yeah, the name needs work, but overall it's not death of a hundred smiles, a la the Joker. Um, sorry, I want to get into Batman. I love Batman, but... Uh, not covering the memes about how nothing is built back better because the bill hasn't been passed and acting as though it has is intellectually dishonest. Of course, there are memes about how not supporting this bill means that you hate poor people, and given how much correlation there is between race and socioeconomic class in the country, it extends out to out-and-out racism. I'm setting that second part aside for the moment. It's its own episode. Um, I think this is also kind of intellectually dishonest, but it's an interesting critique. Um, now, without some of the spending, we do risk cre continuing a permanent underclass, which H.G. Wells took to the most absurd version in Time Machine. But not supporting this bill doesn't mean you actively hate poor people. Uh, it, it does shine a light maybe on where your priorities lie, but, I mean, everything you spend money on or, or vote to spend money on shines a light on where your priorities lie. Now, I didn't want to leave out something I'd seen as a child, not as much recently, although it still pops up occasionally, um, but the image of the decay of Detroit. I think we've all kind of seen these these pictures of the crumbling buildings and uh, broken brick facades with boards up and graffiti all over them. Now, whether you're trying to vilify unions or uh, liberal leadership or even the amount of power that corporations have in, or can have in a city, uh, or all kinds of things, people like to bring up Detroit. Now, it used to be a bustling city. Uh, it's been in decline since at least the 80s. And there were actually in the, um, the article that I read from Forbes has one professor blaming white flight and the expense of renovating older factories uh, and houses making fixing up the city a large and expensive project. And then the, another professor was kind of it rebutted saying that what it is is the city hasn't been attracting more companies that want to put money into fixing the city up. The link here is that the issue is keeping Detroit from rebuilding and coming back as much as a lot of the rest of the Rust Belt has is money and infrastructure. 
if those buildings are leveled, renovated, what have you, the space is used for new growth. And that happens whether the city pumps in a ton of money or finds a ton of money to fix things, or they bring in uh, outside investors and corporations to put in the money. So this is kind of its very own Chicago argument in a way. If you're new, the Chicago argument is covered in the Pride and Prejudice uh, Firearm Edition episode. So I suppose that all kind of leads me to the takeaway. Infrastructure is important. Streetlights need to work. Potholes need to be filled. Trash needs to be picked up. Any city that runs well and wants to keep attracting people needs to make sure these services and services like them are continued. Or you end up with Gary, Indiana, Flint, Michigan, Detroit. The Rust Belt's making a comeback, um, and I really don't want to disparage it. These cities are clawing back from absolute urban decay. So are these other cities that lost big when offshoring took off, or when the stock market has taken dives. Ultimately, the losers, when the budget gets cut, are the most vulnerable citizens. Now, I lived in Tampa for a while. Um, I lived just outside of USF while I was a student there, and there was this weird line. It wasn't a physical drawn line, but at the end of the student apartments, uh, many of the services were lacking. There was trash on the streets. There was a budding tent city next to a condemned small house, which was across the street from a bus depot. It went from bright and shiny to trashy in less than 20 feet. Now, how much of this is a federal issue? I'm not sure. More than zero, in my estimation. But this is often a local issue. The areas between metro areas should be funded and maintained by state and federal budgets. And these areas that need help to get back should be able to get it. But I also think we could save a lot of money on the federal level and invest back in our country if we reimagine the way we spend for the military, given how much we spend on obsolete equipment and being a global police force, or some of these other pet projects like giving money to fully industrialized nations. Think what we could do if rather than spending millions a year on building jets that haven't been used since the early 90s, we spent that on educating our poorest citizens. My teacher friends like to say, that you can tell whether a child can read at grade level, will graduate high school or, or obtain a bachelor's degree, or go to jail for felonies by looking at their zip code. We could fix that, or at least make it better. I guess this is another be involved in your local elections moment. And that's where most of this infrastructure spending is going to be decided anyway. And then we don't have to listen to so much of the bickering about who's a communist or a fascist based on what they think the federal spending should be done for. Um, as for Build Back Better, pretty sure if any part of it passes, it's going to be the same disappointment most presidents' agendas have been in my lifetime. Alright, wrapping up before I go in circles. Thanks for listening today. I kind of wish I'd been able to drink before recording and during, um, but I record before going to work. Let me know if you like me covering a specific bill, even if I was a little late in picking it up. Uh, next month, I'm thinking about covering fair trade. As always, I'd like to thank my beautiful wife and partner in crime, Lachey, the cyborg princess herself. 
you have questions, comments, or topic ideas, please send them to jwalkthroughlife at gmail.com, all one word. Jwalkthroughlife is a Hidden Star Graphics property and updates the last Wednesday of the month, etc., etc. Ergo, ipso facto, yada, yada, yada. Remember, jaywalk with purpose, but only between ideas, not on the street, I guess. Uh, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. Until next time, jaywalkers.